Welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, fun tales to make you laugh and cry with some of the best storytellers from around the world, recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Can you imagine having hundreds of rats running around your house and nibbling at your toes while you're in bed every night? Well, Storyteller Pamela Marr is going to tell us a fairy tale from Germany which is full of rats. This story is said to have happened nearly 800 years ago in a town called Hamelin. It tells of a man who was called the Pied Piper. Pied because he dressed in pied clothing, which means it was made of several different colours. Piper because he was a musician who played a wooden pipe. And he used this pipe first to take away something from the town that the townspeople didn't want, and then, well, listen, and you will hear what happened then. The town of Hamelin is on a big wide river called the Weser that goes all through Germany and runs into the sea. 800 years ago, Big ships would sail up the river to Hamelin, carrying wonderful things from faraway places to the people who lived there. Things like silk cloths, spices, perfumes, gold, jewels and barrels of wine. But there was something else that the ships brought that the people of Hamelin really didn't want, and that was rats. The rats came out of the holds of the boats in their hundreds. They ran to shore across the mooring ropes. They settled in the town and had so many babies that Hamelin became overrun with them. The rats lived underneath the floors of the houses. They ran up and down between the walls. They nested in bags of flour and ate right through the cheeses in the pantries. They ran across the beds at night and would even nibble the toes of babies in their cradles and make them cry. In the town hall, the mayor turned to his councillors and said, Something must be done. So the town council sent out messengers to the north, to the south, to the east and the west, announcing, Fifty gold pieces! to anyone who can rid Hamelin of its rats. And rat catchers came. They came with dogs and cats and ferrets. They came with bait and traps and poisons. But however many they caught, more rats were born and the town was still overrun with them. And I'm sorry to have to tell you that the councillors were so disappointed at their failure to deal with this problem that they raided the council treasury and spent many of those gold coins on barrels of wine in which to drown their sorrows. Then, one morning, into the council chamber came the strangest of fellows. His nose was long, his cheeks were round, his eyes were crinkled, his hair was wild. His jacket was half red and half green, but one sleeve was yellow and one was purple. One leg of his leggings was blue and the other was orange 
and he strode into the council chamber with a broad and happy smile on his face. I can rid your town of its rats, he cried. The councillors looked at him doubtfully, but agreed that he could try. But I need some help from you, he said to them. I need you to moor a small boat at the bottom of the steps that lead down to the water from the river wall in South Street. And in it there must be an oarsman to row for me as soon as I get in. Oh, we can arrange that, said the mayor. Then I will return when the clock strikes one, said the piper, and off he went. When the great bell of the town hall struck one, there was a bang, bang, bang on the door, and then it swung open, and the mayor and the councillors saw the Pied Piper waiting for them on the street outside. The piper put his hand into his jacket and drew out a small wooden pipe. He put it to his lips and blew a high, shrill note, and then another and another until he was playing a shrieking tune that bounced from the stone cobbles of the streets and the walls of the houses so that everyone in the town heard it and came to their doors to see what was making that noise. The piper started to walk up North Street, playing and playing, and from beneath the houses came whiskers, followed by noses, followed by brown furry faces and bodies with long pink tails. Then there was the clattering of claws on cobbles, the scuffling of furry bodies pushing and shoving as the rats poured out of the houses, out of the alleyways, out of the stables, until a brown river of rats was following the piper up North Street to the woods at the edge of the town, back down East Street, across to West Street, down South Street, to a set of steps that led to the water where a rowing boat bobbed, waiting, just as the piper had instructed. Without missing a note, the piper stepped into the little boat and nodded to the boatsman to row. He played and he played as the boat moved from the mud banks at the water's edge towards the deeper water and the rats followed. They leapt from the steps, they leapt from the wall. Some landed in the mud banks where they began to sink, sucked down by the brown slime and over their heads others ran till they found the water and tried to swim. But the boat was moving further, ever further from the shore and the brown river of rats splashed and paddled and then sank into the green waters. Wave after wave of rats poured into the river, so that at last there was not one rat left. The Pied Piper left off his playing, and the oarsman rowed the boat back to the steps in the river wall. The townspeople were standing along the wall, and they started to cheer. As the piper left the boat and climbed the steps, the people hoisted him onto their shoulders and carried him up to the town hall and into the council chamber, where they put him down in front of the mayor. The mayor scuttled over to a chest and pulled out a bag that clinked with coins and threw it onto the table. The piper picked up the bag. 
he weighed it in his hand. He frowned. This feels light, he said, and he emptied the coins onto the table. He counted them. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen gold coins. Where are the rest? he demanded. Fifty were promised, and fifty you must pay. Oh, well, we don't have any more, said the mayor. I think you must have misheard fifty instead of fifteen. But everyone knew that that wasn't true and that the rest had gone into buying barrels of wine. The piper frowned, his eyes narrowed, his mouth turned down. He cocked his head to one side and glared at the mayor. That's all there is, said the mayor. And it seems to me that 15 gold coins is pretty good pay for doing no more than playing a tune. 50 were promised and 50 must be paid cried the piper, and if you do not pay me what you owe, I will play a tune that will cost you far more dear. Are you threatening me? said the mayor. How dare you? Begone, you scoundrel, begone, or else I'll have you thrown out. The piper said nothing. He turned on his heel and left. But outside the town hall, he stood on the street, opened his jacket, pulled out his pipe, and once more he began to play. Not a high shrieking tune this time, but a melodious and cheerful dance tune, so that all those still standing on the street began to clap along and found their feet moving and tapping on the ground. Then the piper began to walk down South Street towards the river, and as he did, from out of the houses, from out of the alleys, from out of the backyards came running, not rats, but children. Their dancing feet tapped on the cobbles as they followed the piper down South Street, over to West Street, across to East Street, and then up North Street towards the woods that covered the great hill on the edge of the town. All the children followed the piper, dancing, hopping, skipping and laughing with delight, until they all vanished into the woods. The parents all went back to their work, happy to know that their children were enjoying themselves. And soon, all was quiet on the streets again. But as the afternoon moved on, the parents waited for their children to return. They waited and waited, but there was no sign of them. They called for the mayor, they called for the councillors, they all walked up to the woods together. They stood and they listened. But there was no sound of music, no sound of children's voices. The parents called and they called and they walked through the woods, crying to each other, Where have our children gone? Where have our children gone? Now some say the piper reappeared, and that the townsfolk made the mayor pay him what was owed, so that they could have their children back. Some say the piper took the children into a cave in the hill, and it led into a land of music and dancing, where they decided to stay, 
and never return. But now it is for you to finish this story and decide what do you think the ending should be. Thanks for listening to Super Great Kids Stories. Remember to like, subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the stories, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch via our website at supergreatkidsstories.com where you can also find out more about our storytellers.